0: When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desires and are enticed. So, let's just, let's just define temptation in itself is not sin. Temptation often leads us to sin. Sin. I should, actually, I shouldn't say often. Temptation can lead us to sin. And so this prayer that l- lead us not into temptation, really we can look at it in a few different ways. But one thing we can know for sure is that God is not tempting us. So why do we ask this? Why, why does Jesus want us to pray this? And uh, to, sh- to illustrate this, there's a, there's a quick video that like you to see from uh, gotquestions.org.
1: Why did Jesus instruct us to pray, lead us not into temptation? We know from James 1.13 that God does not tempt us to sin. If God did tempt us to sin, He would be acting contrary to His holy nature, against His desire for us to be holy as He is holy, and against all other commandments in Scripture that tell us to avoid sin and flee temptation. In the Lord's model prayer, Jesus says, Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Verse 13. The inclusion of a request for God not to lead us into temptation teaches us that avoiding temptation should be one of the primary concerns of the Christian life. The idea of God leading His people is a main theme of Scripture. The book of Psalms especially is filled with pleas for God to lead us in His ways, by His truth and righteousness, and in the way everlasting. Along with leading us toward good, we understand that we are asking God to lead us away from evil. The petition in the Lord's Prayer not to be led into temptation reflects the believer's desire to avoid the dangers of sin altogether. This phrase, then, must be understood in the sense of permitting. Jesus taught us to pray, do not allow us or permit us to be tempted to sin. This request implies that God has such control over the tempter as to save us from His power if we call upon our Heavenly Father. There is another sense in which we are to plead with God not to lead us into temptation. The word temptation can also refer to trials. We know from 1 Corinthians 10.13 that God will not test us beyond our ability in Christ to bear it and will always provide a way out. But God sometimes subjects us to trials that may expose us to Satan's assaults for his own purposes, as in the case of Job and Peter. If the temptation in the Lord's Prayer refers to trials, then the meaning of Matthew 6.13 is, do not afflict or try us. It is not wrong to pray that we may be delivered from trials and suffering, as long as we submit ourselves to the will of God, no matter what it is. The believer can rightly ask to be delivered from testing, as well as ask for the strength to endure it if it does come. We might illustrate Jesus' words, lead us not into temptation, like this. A mother takes her young children grocery shopping with her and comes to the candy aisle. She knows that taking her children down the aisle will only stir up greediness in their hearts and lead to bouts of whining and pouting. In wisdom, she takes another route. Whatever she may have needed down the candy aisle will now have to wait for another day. In this way, the mother averts unpleasantness and spares her children a trial. Praying lead us not into temptation is like praying, God, don't take me down the candy aisle today it's recognizing that we naturally grasp for unprofitable things and that God's wisdom can avert the unpleasantness of our bellyaching. Whether we are asking for God to lead us away from sin or from difficult trials, our goal is found in the second part of verse 13, deliver us from the evil one. A petition similar to this is offered by David in Psalm 141:4: Do not let my heart be drawn to what is evil, so that I take part in wicked deeds along with those who are evildoers Do not let me eat their delicacies. In all things, God is our deliverer, and we are wise to seek his power over sin.
0: All right. Well, a lot of really cool things in that video. I just wanted to highlight that there is this this difference between temptation to sin and testing. And even though they are in the same word, this idea of temptation can either be temptation or it can be testing. God is not wanting us to fall into sin ever. In fact, what they said in the video is our primary concern as Christians is to not be in sin, is to be set apart and holy to the Lord. And so we have this, this idea that, that there's temptation, but there's also testing. And, and God wants us to be tested because he wants to show he wants us to see and know that we are more and more refined we are more and more like him it said in in the video it said that the believer can rightly ask to be delivered from testing as well as asking for the strength to endure it if it does come it's okay to ask that question you know deliver me from the testing but if it if we are still in a trial we are still in pain we are still in a hardship then our, our our prayer can also be pray that God give me the strength to endure this give me the a testimony that can be a witness for you so we are so we can pray the lord is teaching us to pray for protection from temptation that protection that we don't fall into sin. Just like the candy aisle. You know, I, I don't know if this is something that uh, they've found from watching our kids or from other families, but, but yeah, when you, you can pray, Lord, Lord, help me to not fall into temptation. Help me to not, I mean, that might mean not go into the candy aisle because candy is bad for us, but we might still want it. You know, our dog, at Shadow, at home, if he ever has a chance to get some food without us wanting him to, like not his food, like our food, if he ever has a chance, if something's ever left out, and someone's like, hey, what happened to the so-and-so? Or not so-and-so, but the, the thing. What happened to the, this sandwich? Or what happened to this, my plate of food? Uh, we know the answer, what it is. In fact, you know, where's my toothbrush? Same kind of thing. Uh, we know the answer. It, it, if he's tempted to take something he wants, he doesn't really think about it. He just gets it. it doesn't matter, it seems like it doesn't matter how much we teach him and try to cha- train him. He just He's a good dog, but if he has a temptation, he takes it. But God has made us not like dogs. God has made us as people that can make decisions, people that can flee temptation. It says in 1 Corinthians 10.13, they mentioned that God provides ways out so that we don't have to fall into sin. Also in Deuteronomy 8.16 It says this in the Old Testament. He gave you manna. We talked about manna a few weeks ago, the bread of life, uh, that Jesus is our bread of life. But but He gave you manna to eat in the wilderness, something that your ancestors have never known, to humble and test you, so that in the end you might it might go well with you. God wants us. God wants us to be happy. He wants things to go well with us. That doesn't mean there's not testing. That doesn't mean there's not trials. He gives us things, but he also, we can pray that, that we are protected from temptation. But then the second part of this prayer, of this, this piece today, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one, this idea that there is evil in the world. And, and often, we try to forget it. We try, and, and, and actually, the evil one, Satan, he wants us to forget there's evil in the world. He wants us to forget that. He wants us to take our eyes off of the Lord. He wants us to be doing what we want, which is interesting because what what the evil one wants is pretty much whatever God doesn't want. And what does God want? What does He want? You guys can yell it out. He wants our hearts. He wants us to be worshiping Him fully. He wants us to be free from sin and what does the evil one want all the opposite he wants us to not worship god he wants us to be trapped in sin and and that's why sin actually the the temptation to sin usually isn't really obvious it's something that seems good it's something that seems like it will satisfy Because Satan is really good at distorting truth and making good things bad. In fact, pornography is one of the things that many people inside and outside the church struggle with. Pornography is straight evil. There's there's no way around it. Satan is winning this battle. And that's why I'm really excited that we are going to be doing something to provide hope for people. Not because of what we're doing, but because we want to point people to Jesus. And so you can see in your announcements that we're going to be having these sessions. Uh, There's this great documentary called Brain, Heart, World. And this documentary shows the science of what it is, what pornography does to people. The harmful effects of pornography. And, it's, and it's, it's really good. I encourage you to watch this. You can come on one of these nights, May 7 or 10, and watch it. Uh, or watch it on their website, brainheartworld.org. But you can watch this. And what's really neat about this is it, the, the world is finally catching up. So the science is finally catching up to the truth of the Bible. The truth of the Bible is that pornography... And all kinds of sexual temptation, sexual sin is wrong. And it's really bad for us. And God knows it's really bad for us. And the world is finally starting to realize it's bad for us. They won't use the Bible to show that, but that's fine. We are also showing, a couple weeks before this, a session that's is for parents. And it's not just parents. It could be grandparents. It could be aunts and uncles. It's for adults. Uh, The first session is, and it's on the back of your bulletin today actually, it's called Prepping Parents About Porn, Four Tips to Help You Be Proactive, Competent, and Confident. And this is the executive producer of Brain Heart World that that goes through this material. And this material is all on Right Now Media, so you can go and watch it. Uh, you You don't have to come here to watch it, but you can watch it on Right Now Media. If you're not connected on Right Now Media, please, Go to our website or talk to me or somebody. Uh, we can h- get you helped with that. But this, this sin that so easily entangles, says in, in Hebrews, that sin easily entangles. And, it, and Satan, the evil one, wants us to think, it's okay, everybody's doing it, it's not that big a deal. But he traps us into sin, into a lifestyle of sin. And so the Lord's teaching us to pray for rescue from sin. He, he, he provides a way out. He provides salvation, redemption, forgiveness, to break the chains of bondage. So let's pray for that. Let's pray for that not just for ourselves. Let's pray for that for our community for the places where we work, for the places that we are involved with in our schools, in, other, in their, or your day-to-day life, your families. Let's pray that God would rescue us from sin. It says in, in John 17, verse 15, this is a, a prayer that Jesus had before he went to the cross. And he's praying for his disciples and really including me and you. He said, my prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. Yeah, if, if our goal, was, if, if Jesus' goal was as soon as you come to Christ, as soon as you have faith in the Lord, zoop, you're out of this world, you're in heaven with Jesus, well, that would be very different. <laughs> that, that, that's not his goal. That his goal is not that as soon as you love Jesus, to then be out of this world. No, we are in this world, and Jesus wants to, Jesus wants us to be protected from the evil one because the evil one is is seeking to kill, steal, and destroy. And it's it's not a joke. Satan is is real. But we don't need to be afraid of Satan because Satan compared to Jesus is nothing yes Satan does have power and yes Satan is doing a lot of bad things in this world but let's keep our eyes on Jesus the author and perfecter of our faith Jesus our King Jesus our rescuer you know this when Jesus taught us to pray He said, give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts, as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. What do you notice about those phrases? He doesn't say, he doesn't say, give me my daily bread. Give and forgive me my debts as i have also forgiven my debtors and lead me not into temptation but deliver me from the evil one he doesn't say that now are those bad prayers no those are great prayers those are great because we want to be we want to be free from those things from temptation from falling into sin from the evil one you know having this heart for the lord being, being a person that's forgiving and a person that's, that's knowing that God is our provider. But he doesn't say me. Give me, give me, forgive me, lead me, deliver me. And I think what he's doing is he's trying to point us back to the very beginning of the prayer. The very beginning of the prayer, the first word, says he says, our, our Father, not my Father. He says, our Father. And I think this is important. That throughout the time, he's saying Instead of just me, he's saying our. And I, I want us, and I think Jesus wants us, to pray as the family of God. So yes, we pray for protection and we pray for rescue, but we also pray as a family. We pray as a family. Prayer is really good individually. But collectively, when we pray, we experience unity. We experience joy. We come closer together and closer to Jesus when we pray together. You know, part of the way that you break free from the chains of addiction, from things like pornography or other things, is that you first confess confess that we need rescued and not just to Jesus we confess to each other we are a family nobody in the family is perfect so it's okay we, we show each other grace so let's confess to each other and, and that doesn't mean come on Sunday morning and, and announce your sins to everyone I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is find someone that you can trust. Find two people. Find a group of people. Uh, Some people that you can trust and share your your trials. Share your temptations. Ask them to pray for you. Ask them to pray with you. Ask them to hold you accountable. And guess what? Most likely, they're going to do the same for you. They're going to ask you, hey, I actually need help in this area or that area. Please be praying for me. And, and there's just something that's so bonding as a family when we pray for each other and with each other. You know, I don't know if you noticed the title of this message. It says, I called it, We Need You. Because in this prayer, this There's nothing we can do to be rescued. Now, yes, we can pray as a family and we can be praying for protection, but we and be praying for rescue, but we can't be rescued on our own. The only possible way to be rescued is by Jesus Christ. And Jesus, when he was tempted, he did not fall into into sin. And when he, was, when he had a chance to get out of something really hard, going to the cross, Jesus prayed, not my will, but yours be done to the Father. He prayed, Lord, I want what you want more, more than what I want. Whatever you have is what I'm going to do. Whatever your will is, help me to submit to that and I think that's our our prayer too but what Jesus did is something we can't do he lived a sinless life and every time he faced temptation he he did not fall into sin and then he took our sin he bore it we sang about this morning Jesus went to the cross not because of the sin that He had in His life, because Jesus didn't sin. Jesus went to the cross because of me and because of you. Because of all of our sin, Jesus took on the consequence. And Jesus protected us from temptation and He rescued us from sin, by taking on our sin and dying on the cross. Jesus defeated sin and death once and for all. And so we have freedom in Jesus because of what He did. You know, the Israelites, for 40 years, they wandered around in the desert. They they had prayed before that, Lord, Free us from slavery. Free us. 400 years of slavery. I don't think it was just the, the people right at the last couple of years that were praying. But these people were freed and they saw, they saw God provided a person. This person was Moses. And this, Mo, this person, Moses, went to rescue them. And, and Moses... He, He rescued him not because of his own might, but because of the Lord. But now we have someone greater than Moses. We have Jesus. And Jesus rescued us. When we cry out, help me, rescue me, save me. There's nothing we can do to get out of this oppression. We need you. And Jesus took on our sin, took on our shame, and he died. But we're so thankful that Jesus is not dead. Jesus rose from the grave. And that we can celebrate the life that we have in Jesus when we put our trust and forgiveness in him alone. And so I wonder, why are we so worried about this thing and that thing and the the worries of our life. The only thing we need is a person. We need Jesus. And when we have Jesus, it's not just that we're adding Jesus to our life, we're just saying, okay, we get a little bit of this and a little bit of Jesus and we'll see what happens. No, when when we have Jesus, when we say, I need you, Jesus, every hour I need you and we cling to his righteousness not our righteousness we say I need you that's the only thing that matters is that we are with Jesus and with Jesus when we have Jesus we want Jesus it's not just that we we got Jesus so we're good When we have the relationship of Jesus, we want Jesus to be magnified. We want Jesus to be known. We want people to know Jesus. Because this Jesus is not just some person a long time ago that we talk about sometimes in church. This is the Jesus that's living. This is the Jesus that gives us hope. And we can cling to Him as we need Him, not just to rescue us from our sin, but in our, in our life, in our relationship with the Father. You know, so if this is all that matters, then let's throw off every sin that easily entangles. Let's get rid of the, the things. You know, what is it in your life? What is it in my life that we need to get rid of? You know, at the bottom of our sermon notes, I have here, let's write down the areas of our life where we need to be, where we need God to deliver us from the evil one. Let's be specific as possible in terms of temptations you face. What are the times of day you face the temptations? What's the the location? What are the people involved? Let's be specific. I'm not saying write this down and show people or show everybody, but let's be praying. Let's be asking the Lord, where are the stumbling blocks in my life? And let's take care of it. Not because we can, but because the Holy Spirit gives us. The, he gives us this strength to first of all, know our sin. Second of all, confess our sin. And third of all, have accountability with each other. So as I close what I want to just encourage each of us to do is pray that the Lord would give us insight, wisdom, discernment to recognize and resist temptation, embracing Jesus as the Savior, Jesus as our rescuer, Jesus as our protector, and that as a family of God, we can trust in Jesus alone. So if you would like to to pray individually if you'd like to pray with a few people around you if you would like to go to the back and have some people of our prayer team pray with you any of those things are fine but let's let's take this time to the Lord our Father in heaven your name is holy you are good we want to praise you the rock, the strong tower. We pray, God, that your kingdom would come, that your kingdom would advance here on this earth and your will be done just like it is in heaven. Lord, we thank you that you give us today our daily bread and you forgive our sins. Let us be people that are quick to forgive. And Lord, we pray that you would save us from the time of trial. Protect us, Lord. And Lord, if it's, if it's trials, help us to, to have the strength to endure. If it's temptation to sin, Lord, we pray that we would not fall into sin. But if we do and when we do, God, I pray that, you would, that we would confess that to you. That we'd be right with you and lord we thank you that you are the rescuer and the deliverer that you once and for all paid for the for our sin on the cross thank you that you are the deliverer that we can trust you and help us to throw off everything that doesn't matter and focus on you please help us even to just have accountability to have to find areas in our life that that we struggle and we seek each other to help and seek you, Lord. Lord, we pray that we be people that are known because of you. Not for our glory, but for your glory. That we would be known as people that trust you. Known as people that cling to you and fully need you.